Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, I was about to do a hiccup then, I swallowed it. I didn't know you could swallow hiccups. No, you can not die. in your lungs. I don't know what what was going to come out, but it didn't, I, I pushed it back in. <laughs> oh God, well I hope it doesn't rear its head again during the well, recording. I hope it hasn't got a head. Oh, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, um, <laughs> starting on Merrick's bodily functions, as we often do, uh, it segues nicely into the fact that we have a sponsor this week. It's very exciting, isn't it? Um, we have um, been contacted by HerFilmProject.com, who have very kindly put some money towards uh, the podcast. And uh, they are a global initiative that advances um, equality in filmmaking. So if, you'd like, if you're interested and would like to have a look, then go to uh, HerFilmProject.com, or you can go to their Twitter, at HerFilmProject. And uh, thank you to those guys for, uh, for sponsoring the podcast this week. Um, so if you have a friend who's a lady... Yeah, or not. Or, and if there's something wrong, they've been in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they've been in prison. They haven't got any leg, arms or legs. Yeah. They've, they've, they're uh, um, not human. Yeah, and they want to make a film. Yeah. Then they should probably contact her film project. Yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? Um, do you know anyone like that? I've dreamt of people like that. <laughs> And hiccup them out of your lungs. That'd be terrible. Oh dear. Um, well, we're going to talk about films as normal, um, and Marek has been to see uh, one of the Oscar contenders, actually, although no longer because it's been and gone, hasn't it? We should, in fact, we should probably talk. I mean, about first the of all, we should talk about that uh, because, of course, we. I mean, this year we didn't really give it the uh, uh, credence. That's not the word, is it? The um, our certificates we didn't really big up our certificates. Well, we left we? it all a little late, but thank you to everybody who sent in their predictions for the Oscars. Um, and there were there were quite a few of you. I'm afraid zero people got it right. For people who've been regular since for many years, you know every Oscars we award a prize for those who can guess the best director, actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, and Film. film. Uh, yes, I mean, which is a lot to get on an accumulator. And, and in return for that, 
you get to print out <laughs> your own certificate. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's a hell of a prize. I, mean, not, I think only about three or four have been won. Mm. And this year, of course, the uh, moonlight basically took out every single contender. Because everyone thought La La Land was a... Apart from Angelo Edwards, okay. who got five out of six. Oh, so close. Moonlight for Best Film, Casey Affleck for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Mahershali... I can never say his name right, Mahershali Ali, Best Supporting Actress, Rhoda Davis, Best Director, Damien Chazelle. For some reason, he went for... Natalie Portman for Best Actress, Rank Outsider. If he'd have gone for Emma Stone, he'd have been at his printer now. Reading out copy after copy. Making sure, adjusting the colour so the actual aged font came through. Yeah, yeah. Angelo Edwards. I mean... Unlucky. Yes, but uh, honorary mention to him. Yeah, that was the the closest. I mean, they're all... It was pretty... Apart from that, they were all the favourites, weren't they? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, how close did you get? Mm. I didn't get for some weird reason. I for, didn't realise that Verda Davis was such a hot favourite, and I went for Naomi. What's the name? Naomi Harris. Yes, and like, I got four out of six. I, I think I probably got zero. I can't. Remember, I can't remember what they said. Well, it's glad we're it's glad we're taking our competition so seriously. So seriously, yes. Yeah. Well, you have seen uh, one of the uh, best film nominations from this year haven't you recently yes which one is that does this complete your set have you seen them all now I've not seen hidden faces or whatever hidden figures figures yeah yeah but that's not out yet is it I don't think over here I'm not sure I haven't seen it advertised I do think that Moonlight it was for me so far between La La Land and Moonlight Mm. I mean Monster Calls wasn't nominated Sing Street wasn't nominated I've now seen Sing Street I I saw it this week I did like it. I did like it. I, I, I thought it was very well done. It, it didn't move me that much. I, you know, the, I think the sticking point for me was the songs. I thought they were all a bit modern pop rather than actually a school band from the 80s. Yeah. But uh, no, I did enjoy it. Well, there we go. Yeah. Hey, David. Yeah. Mm. Seven? Okay. Um, anyway, so... Fences is based on a play. Okay. And that's pretty, is it about a man putting up a fence? Sounds fascinating. Does, does it, does it, does it blow down? Hmm? Does it blow down? No, it only gets put up sort of gradually. Okay. So this follows the life of Denzel Washington, who is a bin man with his friend... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Denzel Washington is a big bin man, isn't he? Yeah. And it sort of a lot of it takes place in his backyard, where he's constantly about to put up this fence. But it's pretty much about his relationship. He's quite a stern, sort of proud African American dad with old values in the nineteen fifties, and it follows different. It carries on to the nineteen eighties, a different right. sort of moments in the backyard. His wife, Ola Davis, is this sort of lady who has become maybe just drowned by his personality and in the meantime they've got uh, he's got a son of, of a, a, a different wife a previous wife who's a musician and his current son is uh, just wants to be on the American football team but Denzel Washington doesn't really want him to because he wants him to get a job 
because he was a failed baseball player okay. and he thinks all men should do what he says. He basically rules the house. It's a very much a personality-driven bit. I mean, it's obvious to me when I, I didn't realise it was directed by Denzel Washington until his name came up first in the credits and then that is what I think is the biggest flaw with the film. It's two hours, 20... It's Buddy. Uh, hello, Buddy. It's two hours, 20 minutes long and I think, you, obviously, I'm going to say something I always say, you can just lose 40 minutes of it. Right. Denzel Washington... At the start, he does this. I didn't realise it was a play until he starts doing a monologue at the start, which is such an obviously a play monologue, mm. and it goes on for about ten minutes. And I really thought, oh, well, you're a good actor, Denzel, but you're enjoying this monologue more than anyone else. It felt at, at times, it felt, being hypercritical, sure, it felt like it was just him just filling in his Oscar. Uh, application for best actor. I sometimes think there's something slightly smug or uh, in the eyes of a actor director. Do you know? So you can tell that they're the boss, yeah. and they they feel, they're slightly more inflated than everybody else on set. I remember thinking that about um, one of the Star Trek films that uh, uh, the guy who plays Riker uh, directed, First Contact. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Frakes. Oh, I don't really know Star Trek. Okay. Well, he directed in all of his scenes. He starts playing so commanding. You're just like, oh, okay. I can see you directed this, and you were really looking forward to your scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just felt a bit. Uh, it just felt like a. Pl- I don't really enjoy many p- plays that translate to to film. But the acting was. I mean, he's really good, Denzel Washington. Yeah. I. I mean, I find him. I think he's one of my favourite leading men. I mean, I can. He's very watchable. All the acting in this was excellent, but I was saying to my friend that um, he's also seen it that I felt sorry for the actor who playing his friend the Binman or Bin Man rather Binman Binman Dennis Binman Postman Postman Policeman 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 Binman A postman though is is someone who is no longer. He has yeah. transcended being a man. Also, a bin man is. Bin man. Yeah. But this bin man was He's not. He's been a man. This bin man was not a man who. <laughs> right. Ha- has evolved from. He wasn't a postman. No. Okay. He's a bin man. He's bin man. Okay. His friend, who was the bin man, <laughs> had to sit smiling at Denzel Washington doing this monologue. And every time I sort of looked at him in the background with a fixed smile on his face um, I thought I thought oh god it must have been awful just to sit there just smiling for how many takes they did and then my friend uh, told me she said that um, apparently they had to go through that take they did like 50 takes of it. <laughs> so that poor bloke must have been smiling for about two two days yeah I mean you... just looking at another actor doing a monologue smiling yeah yeah but who's your boss? Yeah, sure. who's your boss? Knowing you've got to smile as if, ah, oh, he's really funny. Also, just make don't look at like, make it look like a really good actor as well. Well, because also that same guy is going to be looking over this scene again and again and again. If you smile too for two days, your tendons are probably snapping your face. Your f- they? Oh, probably. If you yeah. weren't used to it. Right. Well, I you just, have to start. Build, you have to start. You building. need to 
build up just practice build up to it like just do a few an hour a day of smiling yeah <laughs> yeah otherwise you know you can you need to warm up don't you I wonder what I mean I could tell you who the actor was I'm just going to look him up now um, uh, Stephen uh, Henderson I mean you'll, you'll probably recognise him but he probably you know got the call from Denzel and said well, you're going to have to do this you're going to have to smile for 48 hours but that's you, the, are you happy with that that's the job isn't it I suppose he's smiling in his IMDb picture probably had it taken afterwards and he can't stop he can't stop smiling now no no anyway I think I've gone a bit beyond the point <laughs> so it's about a, a binman and, and he he's a bit overbearing he's an overbearing yeah binman. but there's a sort of twist and you realise at the end that maybe he's not the man that he thought he was and that's why he's so harsh on everyone else yes and Viola Davis is uh, brilliant and understated in it as well I think she, it's a nice to see her play off you know Denzel Washington well she is on fire right now right I mean everyone's giving her all the gongs well she's off for this part yeah I th- I don't think this is a, that great a film okay I give it seven Mavericks. It's a good play. It's on, on for too long. I don't necessarily... I don't know where... It sounds really bad, but maybe it was a, a sort of climate... Whether... Because they didn't nominate any... Uh, last Oscars was quite really, really white and quite... Oscars so white. Yeah. Yes. And maybe that was why this was nominated. But Moonlight fully deserved to be nominated. Right. And was up there, but I didn't think that this was anywhere near my top 10, 20 films of last year. So you're saying Denzel should just put his leather jacket back on, pick up a gun or two, and go after bad guys? I'm not overly enamoured with Denzel Washington. Really? I, I love watching him. Even The Equaliser, you know, a piece of shit like that. I find it so watchable. I just find him not, I find him a bit. Like Will Smith, as in just not really, not really much of anything. Oh no, I I really like him. I'd watch him in anything. I mean. Well, there you go. But it's good. It's good. It's a good play. Viola Davis. The acting is excellent, and probably that's what made they do deserve their nominations for the acting. Right. But as a film, I don't think it was overly there interesting as the film. So All I right. would give them the best actor nominations. And Denzel probably deserves it as well, but in a top eight film, which mind you, I don't think um, Head or High Water should be in the top. Eight. It should have been nominated either. So right. I think it's quite odd some of the nominations. Mm. Well, there you go. There is Fences or um, uh, Bloated Binman. Binman. <laughs> Binman. Uh, Boss, bossy Binman. Bossy Binman. If it was called the Bossy Binman, I bet it would not have got nominated. Probably not. Probably not. It's all about titles. Isn't yeah, it? and the, and the music could have been bossy bin man, bossy bin man. He's in another bloody mood. You don't get enough title sequences in films that have a uh, a jaunty tune that repeats the title over and over, do you? Yeah, I mean that'd be quite a good game. Renaming all the uh, all the Oscar nom- uh, nominees as a. Uh, I mean, La La Land's quite a stupid name anyway, isn't it? Yeah, but it means L.A. It's a nickname yeah. for L.A., isn't it? But. It should, it should be la 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 la. <laughs> Would be a better name, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen it. 
Oh, well, you must watch it. Jazzy Fingers, would that be a good... Jazz Hands. <laughs> Jazz Hands. Um, well, on that note, I think it's time for this. Here is an email from Henry King. He says, hello to Marek, David and Buddy. I was just going to email in to recommend Sing Street. And yes, it's great, but I have also found it nearly impossible to get people to watch. That name, and it being a musical, is a hard sell. Well, we just spoke about Sing Street. Yeah, we predicted this one almost. Yeah, Yeah, we did. A Monster Calls broke me. How was that overlooked at the awards? The lad was great, the effects were flawless, only maybe Sigourney Weaver's accent took me out a little. That is probably just my natural dislike for people getting cast as a Brit when they are American or vice versa, especially in small roles like this. Seems too pointless. Um, Interesting. I agree with that. Well, she's actually got uh, British parents, or at least one of them is, but it was slightly off, that's all. Uh, A bit transatlantic. Took my young lad to watch the Lego Batman movie recently and was very pleasantly surprised in the quality of this new wave of Lego movies. Chock full of gags and in-jokes, but what little story it has is full of heart. Definitely a cut above the usual non-Pixar CGI animation I get to see. Um, Interested in seeing Lego Batman? Yeah, I thought the Lego movie was brilliant. Yeah, good fun. Really, really, really really, really funny. Great film. No, I'll catch it eventually, probably. Okay, he goes on. Watched a couple of documentaries on Netflix recently. I Am Your Father, the story of how Dave Prowse was uh, horrendously screwed over by Lucasfilm since the end of filming the first three Star Wars films. There is a lot to like about this movie, but the through line where the director tries to reshoot the ending of Jedi fizzles out. And lo and behold, reveries of the connected world, the latest Werner Herzog documentary about the internet. I usually enjoy movies he puts his name and, more importantly, his voice to, but this was a bit of a drag. Some points of interest for sure, but not really what I'd call riveting. Keep watching the films, Henry. Uh, So, thank you, Henry. We will add those two to the list. I am your father, and lo and behold, reveries of the connected world. I almost watched Lo and Behold the other day, but he said it's rubbish, so I probably won't now. Well, there you go. I mean, we should do that as well. I was thinking, one week, we should do... The worst films ever. Well, get recommendations for the worst We've films. We've got one on our recommendations list, so maybe as well as the best films, you can recommend the worst film you've ever seen. It'd probably be something like The Room or The Hobgoblin 2 or something like that. Or, or Suicide Squad. Yeah, so we should add that. Worst films as well. Yeah, if you'd like to tell us the worst film you have ever seen, then please go to filmfandango.com and let us know from there. Um, you mentioned a film there I wanted to talk about. What was it? The David Prowse one. No, no, no. Well, no, no. Before that, what are you talking about? The Batman movie. Lego Batman. I can't remember what I was thinking. Forget it. I am your father. That one. No, no, it's not that. You are right, David. Yeah, I'm just tired. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the remote you're going to have a little sleep maybe yeah, please yeah yeah go on uh, name Adam Taylor subject other people <laughs> dear David Marrick and Buddy the dog I have just watched the film other people on Netflix and felt compelled to write in to recommend that you both watch it it was released last year and if I'd seen it then it would have probably topped my best of 216 list 
He says, the man's inspiring writer who moves back in with his family due to his mother suffering from cancer. This film is just brilliant. Constantly hilarious, heartbreaking, sad, often in the same scene. I recall you saying Manchester by the Sea had one brilliant scene in it. This film feels like every single one is that brilliant one brilliant scene. It reminded me of A Monster Calls, not because it's similar style, though certain matters do develop, but because watching it just felt like a punch in the gut, but joyful and funny at the same time, never mawkish or manipulative. Bizarrely, the film only has a two and a half average rating on Netflix and a Metacritic score of 68, which makes me wonder what people want from films, because this film has everything. I give it the coveted 10 Adams. It is really is that good. Keep watching the films. Adam. From Manchester. Remind us the name of that film. The film is called Other People. Other People. Put that on our list as well. But I mean, I think the Netflix people, the people who rate that are idiots because Birdman's got two or something like that. Oh, you can't really accept anything where it's just the public giving it their star rating. I'm a snob, but some of the Netflix ratings are completely wrong. But that's because, you know, children get access to this stuff. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the, there's the cunt dog next door, everyone. <laughs> it's lovely to get in our uh, our story beats. Yeah, there he is. Horrible he is. dog just yeah, trying to ruin our, our letters section. Yeah. Do we have any more letters, or is that it for uh, this Well, um, we, we're running a bit short. Well, so because all say... of you have used your letter-writing energy to send us in your uh, Oscars predictions, which are now useless to us, guys. So, uh, if you would like to write in and recommend a film, or just bring up a point of uh, discussion, uh, maybe say how much you enjoyed the career of Bill Paxton, who we've not talked about, who passed away. Oh, that's week. terrible! Yeah. Um, then please go to filmfandango.com and uh, well, we should talk about film. Bill Paxton. We should because he is fantastic. He was one of those odd um, actors who was more famous for his smaller roles, even though he played leading men as well. You know. Yeah, but he was great. He's brilliant. I mean, weird science is the. F- his sort of breakthrough one when he yeah, plays yeah. the older brother who's amazing and aliens but he's brilliant in everything well he's everyone's been saying it online but I think he is officially the only actor to on screen be killed by a Terminator an alien and a predator that is a good that's pretty good isn't it yeah I mean Lance Hendrickson I think is killed off screen in Predator or something I can't remember Predator 2 maybe um, I forget but yeah Bill Paxton what a dude that's not how he died though right I don't think so. I don't think they all got their revenge on him. Oh. Well, I hope not. I, mean, I shouldn't make light of these things, but you do have to wonder. You do, you do. But you've seen a film this week, right? I have. In fact, it's one that was recommended by Ben Golding uh, back in January. And it's um, a film called Inner World. Um, now, I'd not heard of this film. Uh, it came out uh, in 2013, so a while ago now. Uh, but it is... Uh, written by, directed by, and starring... Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington. No, Lake Bell. Okay. Not just two uh, beautiful objects, but a lady as well. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Uh, Lake Bell is... Uh, she's a very talented voiceover actor as well as uh, as uh, film actor. It's a funny um, name, Lake, isn't it? It I is an odd I would name. like to be called Lake. She's in The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Marek, that you've seen, haven't you? Yes, Lake Bell. She played Chloe. What was that? The cat with the pink bum, or uh, was that a different character? Oh, it might have been uh, the pink bummed cat. <laughs> well, anyway, you, you know, I'm just saying you've appreciated her work before. But um, 
She was in um, a American sitcom called Children's Hospital, uh, that uh, uh, which was Rob uh, Cordry's film and he, uh, TV show. Sorry, and he's in Inner World as well. Anyway, the story is she is the daughter of a famous voiceover trailer voiceover guy, and it's about the legacy of the man who coined the Inner World thing because. Apparently, oh, that's where, the that's where it from. comes from. So apparently, he was the only guy who could use that because everyone knew it was his. So it and it hadn't been used in ages, and that guy since died. And this is basically, it's like a sports movie about which of the big uh, voiceover guys gets to be the first to say "in a world again" and become the new "in a world" guy. And uh, she is. A voiceover artist who uh, you know does loads, does accent coaching for shit actors on the side and yeah. stuff. Who is uh, vying for living in her father's shadow? And I wonder if she could help me with my accent. She probably could. She's very good. She's very good. But um, it's a really fun film. Yeah, well, I've not heard of it before. Is it so? Is it an out-and-out comedy? It's it's a it's a, a what do you call it? A comedy drama. Rom-com. No, that's a romantic comedy, isn't it? Bum-com. It's a bum-com, yeah. What is romantic drama? Com, drum-com. No, because dramedy is a dramatic... Comedy, yeah. Is that it? Dramedy? Yeah. Dram- is that not Drambuie and... Uh... No, dramedy must be the dr- dramatic comedy. Okay, well that's probably it. It's got lots of good people in it anyway. Dimitri Martin's in it, Nick Offerman, uh, Gina Davis, um, as I said, Rob Corddry, um no, it's full of uh, good people. Eva Longoria, um, as herself, I believe. Well, did it get cinema release in or not? Yeah, I think it must have done. But whether it did over here or not, I don't know. But it's now on Netflix and, and the like. Um, and Lake Bell is a very charismatic lead, actually. She's really good. And and there's none of what I was talking about, or we were talking about with Denzel Washington and Jonathan Frakes. Like, mm. you don't get the sense that... She's making herself look awesome at all times because she wrote and directed. I this. feel I'm, I might, may have been a bit too harsh on Denzel Washington. Okay, because he is quite, you know, good, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by this film. And it's her about, dad. all about voiceover stuff. Yeah, it's all about voiceover guys. Um, but it's about their lives, you know, they just happen to all be voiceover people. But, How many voiceover related jokes are there? Oh, there's not really much other than, you know, like jokes about actors being shit at voices and yet they get the parts because they're famous or whatever. Eva Longoria is playing herself getting coached in um, being a Cockney gangster, which is quite funny. funny. And yeah, it is good. It's really funny. Um, And particular special mention to Ken Marino, who I've seen in quite a few American TV things, but more what... uh, under the radar things like um, uh, Party Down, which I don't think got shown over here, but was very good. Uh, but he's very good as a sort of douchebag young uh, voiceover guy who really fancies himself. And and Fred uh, Melamed, Melamed, I don't know how you pronounce his surname, but you'll recognise him as her dad is truly yeah. brilliantly played as both a loving father 
and a monstrous prick as well, you know. Uh, how many laugh out loud did you have? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's Roughly like, seven? About 700. 700? I was really ill. You're drunk. <laughs> really drunk. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did find it funny, but also moving as well. It's, it's, not, it's not, you know, one of the most classic films of all time, but I thought, certainly, I think it might be her debut. Let me look that up, actually. Um, How many debuts are you going to give it? I think I'd give it seven or eight, I think. Ooh, quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is her feature film debut as a director. So, no, I think watch this space, because it's very good. It's very good and uh, very charming as well. I'd give it a watch. All right, then. In a world... I tell you what, though. What's that, Merrick? I wish I knew of some new podcasts I could listen to. Well, it's funny. What? If not deeply suspicious that you should bring that up right now. (laughs) Because, uh, yes, I'm going to plug my own thing here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am doing a new podcast, uh, recording one. Don't worry, Film Fandango is not going away. I'm just taking on more uh, of this. Um, on the 15th of March, I will be recording the first two episodes of Inside the Comedian, which is a spoof, a spoof interview show where I interview comedians about their lives. When, whilst you've got your finger at the artist. Well, something inside them, let's just say that. Okay. Um, but uh, this, the, the twist is that uh, they have to make it up as they go along. They're not allowed to speak the truth at all. So uh, we're going to be having a lot of fun doing that. We've got Michael Legg from Do The Right Thing and Tom Bell as well. Um, the comedian Tom Bell from Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, amongst other things. And who I pratted around with in my feature film debut in uh, One Crazy Thing. Um, so that's on the 15th March, uh, 15th of March in London at the Phoenix. We are also going to be double billing with Danielle Ward's new podcast as who? well. Who? Uh, film Fandango co-creator Danielle Ward? I can't remember. Yeah. No, okay. Well, Google her after that. Okay. okay. But, yeah, so if you'd like to see uh, my new podcast and Danielle's new podcast being recorded, then the 15th of March uh, in London. Then uh, Where do you get tickets from? Uh, you get them from We Got Tickets, but uh, go to my website, mrdavidreed.com, click on the gigs page, and you'll be able to find the ticket links from there. And if you're, in the, if you, if you're on the internet, you might as well mm. write a letter. Yes, please do. As I said, if you've got your uh, films you'd like to recommend or uh, topics you'd like to bring up or actually, as we've just requested, if you'd like to tell us the worst film you have ever seen, then go to filmfandango.com and follow the links. Um, Also, uh, despite our uh, sponsorship this week... We are still doing this mostly for free. Uh, So if you would like to... We are suffering from crippling death. We are. Marek and I got a joint bank account. It was a mistake. Um, All the money's gone on baked beans and dog shit. We can't work out who's bought what. (laughs) We just can't work it out. Uh, But yes, if you've enjoyed the podcast and would like to donate, then please, again, go to filmfandango.com and click the donate button. Everyone who has, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. We will be back next week. Keep Keep watching watching the films. films. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 